You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Listen what the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Why are you a conqueror? Why are you going to be victorious? Because Jesus loves you. Amen? You know you have a Father in heaven that loves you. Whatever situation you are facing here, in your heart you can meditate and say, just wait until my Father gets here. Amen? The biggest mistake, the problem that we have today, when you face a problem, when you face a difficulty, you're talking more about the problem and the difficulty than what you are talking about Jesus and the solution. Even as Christians, when we face challenges, we're complaining and murmuring, talking more about the devil than what we're talking about God. Talk to people and say, how's it going? Oh, pastor, the devil is loose in my family. Well, if that's what you are talking about and confessing, why are you complaining? Never ever say the devil is loose in your house. Amen? Talk about the answer, the solution. Challenges that you are facing right now. God may not send those things your way, but God is in control of your life. Imagine young David. His father gives him a very insignificant job from a natural point of view to look after the sheep. Minding his own business, just looking after the sheep, and here comes a lion. Did you ever hear David say, can you believe it? I just want to do what my father told me to do, and here's a lion. A lion that wants to attack the sheep that I'm looking after. Not only a lion, God, why did you also send a bear? Is a lion not enough? But you don't hear that. David said, When I see a lion take one of the sheep, I go after him. If I see the bear that comes that wants to kill, steal, and destroy, I go after him. And I deliver that lamb out of his mouth. And if that lion wants to get funny with me, I grab him by the beard and I kill him. There's grace for him just to go. But if he wants to attack me, I'm going to kill him. He said to Saul, this giant that you are facing, I want to tell you, the anointing that protected me, the presence of God that helped me, the friend that I have in the Holy Spirit who disposed of lions and bears is the same Holy Spirit and anointing that will help me to kill this giant. And he was not talking about the problem, the lion and the bear, the giant that he had to face. Go read it. When that giant came on the scene, the Bible says, David ran towards him. Most of you, when you face giants today, you run away from them. Stop talking about your giants. Stop glorifying the lion and the bear. It was a setup because God was preparing you to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Do you believe that God loves you? Look here what Romans 8 says. Romans 8 verse 37 
Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do you believe that God loves you? If you believe that God loves you, you are more than a conqueror. Whatever you are facing right now, the devil wants to disconnect you from the love of God. For you to doubt, when you doubt, your joy will go. That's what the enemy wants. In whatever situation you are facing now, he wants you to trade your joy for worry, for doubt. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't trade your joy. If you know that God loves you, whatever you are facing right now, God will see you through. David said in Psalm 91, because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. I will help him. In your situation that you are facing right now, continue to love God. Don't doubt the love of God. Most people, when they face a difficult situation, the first thing they ask, what have I done wrong? You've done nothing wrong. Life sometimes just happens. Amen? What if David had to doubt? He would run away. But he said, no. I know the spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying. I know the source. That's the enemy. I'm not functioning. I'm not living in that realm. I'm living in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. The big problem that we face today, you want to pray, but you don't know the will of God about your situation. You want to pray for healing, but are you sure that God wants to heal you? Very quiet. You don't know what I've done, Pastor. It's not what you've done. It's what God has done upon the cross. Know the will of God before you pray. Too many people start praying just to pray, but they don't know the will of God. If you have a pain in your body, Acts 10 verse 36 says, How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed. Does all include you? That means God wants to heal you. But if you don't know the promises of God, how will you pray? There's no substance in your prayers. You are dreaming. A family member that you are trusting God to get saved. Are you sure God wants to save him? Is he maybe not just too close to be like the devil? No family. The Bible teaches us. That it's the will of God for all men to be saved. Sometimes people say, I wonder if God wants to give me the Holy Spirit and fill me with the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts says, all were filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking in a new language, in other tongues. 
Is it the will of God for you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in another language? Yes. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Turn to the person on the other side and say, God wants me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The NIV says all Scripture is God-breathed. There's life in the Word of God. Every miracle that God is going to do in your life by the Holy Spirit will be through the Word of God. So before you pray, before you start seeking God's face in what to do, find the Word of God. When you read the Word, you think you're reading it, but it's reading you. This Word has got sanctification power. It's got healing power. Many people just want to start to pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Because you've read that God has exalted the name of Jesus above all things. Am I right? Because Jesus was prepared to lay down his life. He's received the name above all names. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But do you know that scripture says that God has exalted his word above his name? So you, if you are trusting God for something, before you start praying in the name of Jesus, get the word of God. The promises of God are only to be found in the word of God. Don't look for promises in any other place. Look for the promises in the word of God. Amen. Go to Psalm 138 verse 2. Whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever you are trusting God for is in His Word. The Word of God is the solution to all fundamental problems. All fundamental problems that people face today has been dealt with through Jesus Christ on the cross. Are you there? Psalm 138 verse 2. Just laying a foundation to help you to know that you can hold on to the Word of God and trust in the Word of God. I want you to underline the Scripture in your Bible. Psalm 138, verse 2. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your Word above all your name. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Family, the Bible teaches us in the book of Romans 10 verse 17 that faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want faith in your heart to go to a new level, it's the word of God. If you are praying without a promise, you are just dreaming. Get the promise here in God's word and hold on to it. It will change your life. This word is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
If this word healed in the days of Jesus, the word heals today. If the word brought breakthrough and deliverance in the days of Jesus 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, it will do it today. Find the promise and hold on to it. The Bible teaches us in Matthew 7 that if you ask, you'll receive. If you knock, it will be opened. If you are knocking on the door, there must be something in the house. There must be substance in the house. Amen? Faith is that thing that allows you to grab hold of what God has promised you. It, it gives substance. Faith is the evidence. The question is, do you believe? This Romans 10 verse 17 where it says, faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know what's the scripture just before that? Verse 16. Whose report will you believe? Isaiah said exactly the same thing in Isaiah 53. He says, whose report will you believe? Then he starts talking about Jesus who was bruised, who was chastised. By his stripes we are healed. He says, what Jesus Christ will go through for the iniquities of your sin, to bring healing, to bring health, to bring breakthrough. He says, but whose report will you believe? Will you look at the giant and believe that report and say, look at the size of this giant? Or you say, I choose to believe the report that's in God's word, that by his stripes I'm healed. If you know the report of the word of God, whatever you are facing right now, you will not change your joy to the situation, but you'll hold on to your joy and say, God, I know that you are in control. Whatever I'm going through right now, I know that you are in control, Lord. In times like that we are living in right now, the Bible says the just will live by faith. You're going to have to make a decision in your heart to choose to believe the word of God. Family, listen to me. The Bible teaches us in the book of Hebrews that because they didn't mix the Word of God with faith, it didn't profit them and they didn't enter in. It means many people will have a promise that God has given them, have said to them, you will go into the promised land. It's set before you, a land with milk and honey, amazing fruit, abundance, and God says, I have given it to you, it's yours. You have that promise. But because you don't mix the word with faith, you don't enter in. Whose report will you believe? There were 12 spies that went into the land. 12. The majority of them believed it's impossible. Two said, we be well able, let's do it. Only two kept their joy. Ten of them lost their joy when they saw the size of the giants. Turn with me to Numbers 13 verse 7. Turn to the person next to you and say, victory belongs to me. Tell them, victory belongs to you. If you know that you have victory in Christ Jesus, you'll look at your situations completely different. But most people doubt the fact that they have victory. Numbers 13, verse 27. 
Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So they went in and they saw the good. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites, dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. They were actually saying, wherever we go, there's just problems. Giants, big people. Situations that we are facing that's stronger than us, bigger than us. Have you played in this movie? Where everywhere you went, it just looked like giants? You think, let's go to this side and it's just bigger, and you go to this side and it's just bigger? The Bible is written for you and for me. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let's go up at once. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith acts now. Tell them, faith believes now. And faith receives now. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go. Up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so were we in their sight. A bad report. God had given them the promise. He had said, this is the promised land. Go in and go and possess it. Only two people gave a good report. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. They didn't go on about the giants. They didn't talk about their problem. They spoke about God's goodness. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Family, listen to me. When God says, go in and possess, he didn't tell the giants just to disappear. The giants was there to prove God's faithfulness and God's protection. Don't focus upon your giants. Joshua and Caleb were talking about God, saying our God is faithful. Our God is with us. Our God will protect us. Said, but their protection is gone. It's left them. A matter of fact, if you read your Bible, you'll see the inhabitants of the promised land waited 40 years for the Israelites to come and to possess their land. They knew their God had spoken and said it's their land. They believed more in the miracles than what the Israelites believed in the miracles. 
And the Bible says, because they did not mix the word of God with faith, they did not enter. It did not profit them. If God has given you a word, believe it. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I believe the promises of God. That word that God has given you, ask yourself, whose report will I believe? Whose report will I believe? Make a decision to believe the report of the Lord and hold on to that scripture. Hold on to that promise. It will see you through. The Bible says there was a different spirit in Joshua and Caleb. Family, listen to me. You have to allow the Word of God to dominate your heart. When the Word of God dominates your heart, it will influence your character and your behavior. Joshua and Caleb's hearts were dominated by the Word of God. When God said, go and possess the land, they said, we be well able, let's go immediately. But when the Word of God is not dominating your heart, it's easy for the devil to steal your joy. And you'll trade your joy. That situation wants to take away your joy. When joy remains in your heart while facing your situation, the situation will change, will disappear. David did not run away from the giant. He ran towards the giant. Allow the word of God to dominate your heart. The word of God, when you allow it to become an integral part of your life, Come into your heart. By its very nature, it will change you. When the Word of God changes you, that Word that is God-breathed, you'll find yourself acting with God, planning with God, walking with God. Then whatever situation you face, that situation cannot steal your joy because you know the promise of God. They are true, and they'll see you through. 1 Corinthians 1.20 says, Every promise of God is yea, and amen. It's yes. If God has given you a promise, it's yes. It will come to fulfillment. Don't change your confession about your situation. Don't start talking about your giants. Oh, these Amalekites are so big. These people in this land, they devour you. What are you saying about the economy? Nothing works out in this country. The land is weakening. There's no opportunities. No, family. If you've got a promise of God that he said he's going to bless you, he's going to give you a job, he's going to make a way for you, hold on. You will see the fulfillment of that promise. Don't change your confession. That child that you are trusting God to be, get born again, to be saved, the word of God says it's God's desire, his will for everybody to be saved. Start seeing that person serving God confessing that about that person, declaring it about them. Amen? That pain that you have, don't describe the pain. Describe the greatness of God upon the cross. Oh, my pain, it's such a unique pain. Only one in 10 million has got this pain, Pastor. It's the special pain that comes from this side through to that side. And it's just a, a normal pain that you have. This is a tinkling pain that gets like numb and then it bursts open and it like almost paralyzes my... It's the pain of pains. One in 10 million. But why don't you start saying, Jesus took this pain upon himself. 
The suffering that he went through on the cross cannot compare to the pain that I have in my leg. He didn't just die for this pain in my leg. He died for the pain in every person's body to bring relief and release and start describing God's greatness and His goodness. As soon as, as, soon as you start to declare that, you'll see this well of joy on the inside will start to spring up and you'll see and know that the promises of God are true. They are yes and they are amen in Christ Jesus. Don't trade your joy. If you're facing a difficult time, be assured in your heart it's a setup. God is in control. What if Joseph had said, oh, nothing is working out. I had this dream. I saw it, but now I'm in the pit. God, are you in control? Where are you? Little did he know it was, the pit was only the beginning. There was still a prison waiting for him. There were friends that he was going to help that was going to betray him and forget about him. Don't let those things steal your joy. You know the promise of God for your life is yes and amen. And God will fulfill it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he helped David, he's going to help you and me. If there's 10 people saying it's not possible, and you in your heart can agree with one person, two believers are better than one. Joshua and Caleb said, we be well able. And God did it for the two of them. They kept their peace. They were not talking about the giants and the difficulties that they were going to face. They were talking about the solution, saying, our God is with us. Our God will help us. If God is with you, whatever you are facing right now, keep your joy. Keep your peace. God is going to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Don't trade your joy for anything. Protect it here. When you know you are born from above, when you know your name is written in the book of life, recorded, you can rejoice. Because when your name is written there, you know somebody is fighting on your behalf. Somebody is helping you. You have a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposes of giants. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror because of his love for you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Whatever you are going through right now, don't doubt God's love. God loved you when you hated him. When you wanted nothing to do with him, he loved you. Now that you know him and you are telling him that you love him and you've experienced his love, how much more will he not act on your behalf, help you and see you through don't trade your joy for anything. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.